Hello. Hello, Merlin. How are you? I'm great, Dan. How are you? Pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. I take these um these mm. vitamins now hmm. that are they they're in a in a in a uh, gummy. Oh. You ever tried that? You ever had one of these gummies? It's oh, my based, daughter's taking those. Is is it doing stuff for you? I don't think so. It's for an adult. It's uh it's mm, marketed adult toward adults. It's not mm-hmm. in the shape of a bear or anything like that. It's um oh. It's like a like a, a fruit shape, like a, uh, a, a it's shaped like a college grapes fund. or a f- cherry or something. Yeah, hmm. like a <laughs> something something something's not as fun as a bear. But I look forward to uh, to eating them like every day. Free? Yes, hmm. and hmm. it's uh, it is a highlight of the day now for me to when I get to have the the gummies because you get three, take- you get to have three. That's so interesting. Okay, put them in notes. I'd like to see that. All right. I uh, I try. I'm trying to get on the uh, the B12 train because I hear great things. About oh yeah, B12. yeah. I, get I just on finished the B12. my first bottle of B12. Just and, all um, one, all in one day. Mm-hmm. I think that's how it works. <laughs> you just yeah. Why not dig in? It's like lead explode. Lead exposure. <laughs> <laughs> you get it all at once. Yeah. You're immune. Yeah. You gotta lick that bathtub. Right. <laughs> right. Uh, I'm, I'm using a different microphone. Do I sound really different? You sound different and great. Do I sound, don't I sound too muted? I like the way you sound. All right. I'm trying a different setup. We'll talk about it later. I want to hear about that. Okay. I don't know if um, we'll have time, but you know, let's try. Now, what did I, let's see what daddy got. I got, cause it's, uh, uh, apparently there's different like form. Oh, this is really interesting stuff. Thank you for tuning in to pound sign productivity back to work. Uh, and well, B12 I, makes you more productive. Everyone knows that. I, well, you know, okay, so I guess we're going to get into this. Are um, you doing the sublinguals? Yes. Yeah, you got to do like the sublinguals. It's like a sweet tart. It's like a baby sweet tart. And there's the different kinds. There's the one that begins with yeah, an Yeah, that's what I was going to get all into. Right, right, no, 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 Don't you're good. steal the thunder. No, 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 no. Um, <laughs> I think I... Methyl gl- global, global meal Methyl cobalamin. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the one. Jero's formula. Yeah, Jero's. Gather around, the children. Hear about Jero's formula for methylcobalamin. That's right. Now, my lady got a different one. Uh oh. Sexism. That's the name uh, of it. I don't know if it does anything, but it's probably one of those <laughs> things like taking Lamictal, where like you only notice if you stop taking it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, everybody's on the Lamictal now. I was way in front of that a long time ago. <laughs> uh, I see. I see the one. Is it a red? The red bottle. I think that's the one I got. Yeah, I'll but put I that feel like mine's grape. Now wait, okay. So, so you purchased this item on February twenty fourth. Okay, yeah, that's me. Uh, and sometimes I forget, and it makes your spit a weird color. It looks like you're like like bleeding, or you had those plaque pills, mm-hmm. those shaming plaque <laughs> yes, pills. Yes. Here, children, put these in your mouth so we can find out if your parents care about do you. Do they still do that? I hope not. It was so shaming. My teeth were completely red. I looked like Ed oh. Norton in Fight Club. <laughs> <laughs> the first rule of plaque pills. <laughs> yes. That's right. Um, so anyway, where are where do we begin? Well, oh God, I'm so tired of saying things on the internet. Why do I talk? I, what happened to you? You talked well, about what, the movie? You get, you get the emails and you get the well actuallys, but like I feel like I learned <laughs> circa. I found the image of Ed Norton showing off his uh, his, his blood, be- blood his, mouth. Yes, is that when he's trying to impress his boss? <laughs> yeah, he's sitting in a meeting, and he'd been at you know the Fight Club the night before, <laughs> yeah. and uh, and and this is the 
<laughs> the you know leftovers yeah. of that and um yeah God. john syracuse uh <laughs> helped me understand that a lot of people misunderstand that movie i i met a misunderstood it how wait save, what, what's misunderstood what's the misunderstanding for the show oh look at him oh dear oh no 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 that's no good don't go a meeting like that <laughs> ikea am i right yeah you know the things the things you own okay own you they start to own you yeah uh, uh, Martha Stewart's going down with the Titanic, man. Hmm. Polishing the brass in the Titanic. Huh. So what's to misunderstand about the movie? Nearer my God to thee. <laughs> That's the song they were supposedly playing, <laughs> the band. Okay. Uh, those guys should have gotten extra pay. And really, couldn't you make a bigger door? Anyway, um, so uh, I feel like I remember learning circa 1990 diggity something. Mm -hmm. I first heard the the thing about a lot of vitamins. That basically, especially with vitamin C, if you're not getting it from food sources, Mm. it's drop bits. And it's just basically pea fuel. Pea fuel. All it is is, well, that you just pee a ton of it away. You pee it away, yeah. Well, I mean, I'm probably going to use this wrong. God, I'm so tired of being corrected. But the word I want to use is bioavailable. I don't know if that's the correct word. I don't care. But (laughs) the point being that if you take a pill with vitamin C in it, like there's all kinds of things where like you, um, you take this thing that nominally in tests has been shown to like make rats smart, but like it's not in some cases, some of these nootropics, they can't actually cross the blood brain barrier. Mm -hmm. So they don't actually go anywhere. Right. So, like we used to say in my toxicology uh, courtroom exhibits days, it's like holding an aspirin to your head. Like, no matter how long you hold an aspirin to your head, it's not going to make your headache go away. If it did go away, that's because of time. It wasn't because of bioavailable uh, acetylsalicylic acid. Mm-hmm. So, to Flo- remind Flowers you, for Algernon. Don't email me. I don't care. But uh, I have heard it said, it has been said that... The B12 can actually be very good for you, that it's good for your mood and good for other things. What? Tell me what you've heard about B12. I've heard the same thing. I've heard that it's supposed to be very good for, uh, you know, for, for memory. I've mm-hmm. heard that it's supposed to be very good for energy, hmm. Giving, hmm. giving you energy, a little, a little pep, a little bit of pep. According uh, to Google, here's what happens if you don't take it. Oh, if you don't take it. Yeah, check your messages. Ooh. I like that Google pulls up, some kind of like airbrushed or like hand painted image. It's very, it's this like woman is suffering from vitamin B12 deficiency. She has eggs and milk and meat just sitting there. <laughs> she, her dog's on her asleep bed, on her bed behind her. <laughs> she can't even, she's got half a dozen eggs, uh, half gallon of milk and a pretty big, it looks like maybe a Chateaubriand, like a pretty nice steak. Yeah, it is. It is a big steak. And then the words tingling, weakness, and numbness are floating by her head. And she's got her head in her palm and her sweet puppy's asleep. And she's got a digital watch and she's holding a pillow. She looks like she might be having lady pains. And she's on her bed and she can't even because of vitamin B12 deficiency. What about Rick? That looks like a, a lady's Iron Man watch too. You remember those watches, the running ones <laughs> with do. the big button and the, you know. They don't have a picture for rickets. What about <laughs> Lyme disease? God. Miss Hoover. Lyme disease. Oh, 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 uh, is it just a tick? Uh, Do I want to see this? Oh, oh, there's that, a lot happening in this photo. There's so much happening in this image. That's Lyme disease. <laughs> First of all, you get the target. <laughs> you pull up your you pull up your sweatpants. First of all, you're a 60 year old lady uh, who apparently <laughs> sat down in a chair while she still had her purse strapped on. She's got her feet up. She's wearing some kind of like a, like a sports clog. 
she's pulled up her pant leg on her comfortable pants and she has the target logo on her shin that's the calf, bullseye the she's got a she's got a calf the, logo of the tick bite the bullseye yeah it's pattern. a tick borne illness caused by the bacterium borrelia burgdorferi uh, mm. what else what's another good one give me another one give me another disease to look up shingles Oh, okay, shingles. So what we're doing here is you go into Google and you enter a disease. <laughs> Are these oh, Google-created images? Chimney cricket, Dan. <laughs> Have some shingles. <clears throat> now, this is, a la- this is a lady wearing some men's tailored pants with a narrow belt and wearing uh, – what, what do they call it now? What's the politically correct name for that shirt? Like a oh, – uh, A wife beater is the politically – That's not politically correct. Oh. A, a spouse with beater. Blisters. <laughs> Painful rash oh, with blisters, also called herpes zoster. Boy, they, they, a lot of these things affect the older ladies. <laughs> What's the thing that makes your wiener curvy? I saw an ad for a thing on MSNBC. Uh, let's see, curved penis disease. And they say that you should ask your doctor. Oh, here he is. Do I want to see this picture? Peronis disease. How do you get nope. that? How do you get that? I don't know. I I don't know. MSNBC just says I should ask my doctor about it. Ask if it's right for me. Oh no, it makes it real curvy. It curves up like it's buoyant. And then there's a cross section that I'm gonna close the tab. Okay. So anyway, B12 is supposedly good, and I guess I don't know if you can still have a puppy if you're on B12. Boy, these images are really strange. So you go to Google and you enter a disease and you'll get a picture. And they're really, really – oh, how about the flu? Let's do influenza. Oh, no. Another picture. woman suffering. Uh, look I at that. Why. She's got it's a all... fever and she's – it's always women. Oh, yeah. Look at her. Her eyes she's are all not... puffy. Yeah. You can tell she's tripping balls. Yeah. Yeah. So speaking of diseases, we, we yes, have a new disease there. in my household. Oh, hooray. Congratulations. Bulvanaka. Yeah, I know. Um, what, what's your disease? It is, it is called, yes, it is called uh, fifth, fifth disease. Have you heard of fifth disease? Fifth, as in like fifth thing? Yeah, like fifth thing. Like the, like fifth, the fifth element thing. is love. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> That's right. Oh, no. You have erythema <laughs> infectiosum? Yeah, so this is... This, this is, is all, um, look at this little boy. He looks so sad. Yeah. So basically, fifth disease was named because it was the uh, fifth disease... Hold on, let's see. Yes, yes, that is an ac- that's actually a very accurate picture of, uh, of oh, fifth disease. No. And, and by this the way, is, it's not rosacea. It's a different thing. Don't. It's not rosacea or lupus. It's do so, not, it's not get lupus? this. Confu- no, do not get this okay. confused with sixth disease. That is different. Um, but this is a. Um, it comes from its place. I'm reading now from its place in the standard list of rash causing childhood diseases, which Ooh. also includes measles, scarlet fever, rubella, Duke's disease, Duke's, uh, and uh, and roseola. Roseola. But basically. What did I say? Rosacea? Rosicrucians. I'm, rosacea? I, I this is spelled R-O-S-E-O-L-A. Okay. Uh, so anyway, what this is, is uh, apparently it starts out like a cold. So at first, uh, it, it you think that your child is having regular, these are lovely images that you're sending. You like that cold sore? Yeah. In, that's, uh, in Bellingham, they call that a stress bump. Yeah. Fever bump, as you say. And uh, and so the fifth disease, it starts like a cold, and you think that the child has a cold, and you don't do anything 
for them other than what you would do for a normal cold. And a few days later, it goes away and you think, oh, good, it's gone now. But then, I guess, I don't know how long, uh, but days later, the cheeks get a sort of a reddishness like you showed in this picture. They call it a rash. It just, it looks, it's actually also called slapped cheek disease uh, because that's how it, it looks. It looks like your child has been smacked on the cheeks and, uh, and it really doesn't have any other side effects other than that for most people, unless you're like immune compromised or something. Um, It's really only under kids who are 10 and, and under or even younger, uh, they get it more and then it just sort of goes away. It's considered mild. If you have like other conditions, it can get worse. And it's very rare that an adult can even get it, which mm-hmm. is interesting. I don't know if that's because we've already had it, all of us or what. I don't know. But it does not. A, but if you, an adult does get it, then they get like joint pain and uh, all kinds of other crap. So but here's the it's weird like, part. Like when I got chicken pox, I yes. got it late and then I gave it to a guy who got it really bad, Ugh. who was older than me. Yeah. Is it one of those diseases that's worse as you get older? Well, I think it I think it is worse for an adult than for a child, but it's very 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 rare for an adult to get it at all, even if like you're caring for kids that have it, like you still usually don't don't get it. But here's the weird thing. So we noticed that her cheeks were like red one day and we're like what's going on she's like nothing like does it hurt does it feel like anything no so then the next day uh we got a a a letter was sent home which basically said all first graders now have fifth disease in in the school and because it's so contagious that like basically if if one kid has it the nurse like has a letter she prints out that's like here's what your child most likely has now and this is what you need to do basically nothing uh, there is nothing you can do for it and nothing you need to do for it. It goes away on its own. And so it's called fifth disease. It's the word disease is in the name of the thing. And so I was talking to my little girl. I said, hey, how's your disease today? And she's like, I don't have a disease. And like, yes, you do have a disease. She's like, I don't. I don't have a oh, disease. Oh, no. The I'm poor like, thing. Yeah. So I, I've been asking her about it. And now she just accepts it. And I'm like, how's your disease? She's like, I think it's gone. Does your disease go away? Yeah, I went, it's gone already. Or oh, I mean, good. it's it's oh, good, good, this good. was more of like a late, last week kind of a thing. It's pretty much gone, and my oh, son doesn't sorry. have it. No one else has it. But here's the scary part: is the incubation periods. Uh, by the time they have the red cheekums, uh, yeah. they're not contagious anymore. Oh, so, so by the time you can tell, it's already too it's late. It's already too late. You've you been exposed to type situation, and you've got two to three weeks for Ugh. it to potentially show up in you. So we're, we're not. None of us are out of the woods yet. Nice. Oh, Dan, I'm so sorry. I know. We'll see. <sighs> Diseases. So lucky. I'm so lucky this year. No lice, nothing. Uh, not going to talk about it. Not going to talk okay. about it. All right. Yeah, the lice letter. That's nice to get. Uh, so <laughs> the anyway, lice <laughs> vitamins. I looked at your vitamins. Uh-huh. Alive. 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 Grace. <laughs> um, this is the premium formula that I have mm, right here mm. on the desk. Oh, look at that. No, no gelatin, gluten free. No. Fruit and veggie They're blend. very good. All the good, none of the bad. Huh. Got zinc in right. there. Zinc. Zinc. I think it does anything. That's what they sound like. They're gummy, but they have a hard sound to them in the, in the jar. Sure. Percussive. I got A, C. I got D3. I got E. I got zinc. I got sodium. I even got my sugars. You got your sugars. Yeah. Huh. I took too much vitamin E one time and my hair fell out. What? Not all of it. <laughs> what? I, I was in the 80s, and I remember hearing the vitamin E um, 
made you get made you get uh, it, was, it was a bone fuel and the other one the other bone and I remember thinking hmm, I could use that <laughs> wait which bone the well, D bone you're, you're the mean bone okay and the the vicious vicious teen bone vitamin E is I, I I I read it some kind of like in a probably a Reader's Digest or something and uh, so I took that and then my hair started coming out in clumps I think it was vitamin E increases There's blood no- flow and oxygen to your genitalia. Mm. Mm. It is also a key player in the production of your sex hormones to give you that sex drive boost. Yeah, but you don't want to take too much of it. How you much is, is how much is too much? I don't know. If your hair is falling out, guess, you, know, you got to really want that bone. Right up to the point of your hair falling out. Yeah, sure. You walk up to the line. It's a cardiovascular <laughs> issue. Right. Oh, what Was it falling out in clumps or was it patchy or just thinning like mine? Well, it kind of became a gag. Like a bit. Where I could be at school and I'd be like, oh, run my hand through my hair and I could pull out hair and people go, ah! Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I knew how to entertain the And ladies. you knew it was from this? Want to see my dungeon dice? Oh, my God. Yeah. It was a good time. <clears throat> and about the last kind of medication that I needed. Vitamin E. Yeah. Jeez. Uh, vitamin E, the about? sex have, vitamin. Just, mm, we have some things to talk about. Listen, um, we got some sponsors today. Why don't you talk about something you like? I would love to tell you about Hello Fresh. Hello Fresh. Hello Fresh. Hello Fresh. Hello Fresh. This is a meal kit delivery service. They shop, they plan, and they deliver your favorite step by step recipes and pre measured ingredients so that you can just cook and eat and enjoy. It's super convenient. You basically tell them, this is the day that I want the stuff delivered to my house. Based on your schedule, you want it on Mondays, you get it on Mondays. You want it on Wednesday, you get it on Wednesday. You want to go out of town? You know you're going to have a whole bunch of groceries, like don't have them delivered on that day. Right. Have them delivered on the days where there's not so many groceries. Right. I like that because, you know, your fridge only has a certain amount of space. Hmm. Oh, believe me, I know. We've got a counter depth fridge. I'll tell you what, you want to make sure this stuff gets delivered on, on the right day. Counter depth. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's delivered in recyclable insulated packaging. Everything is super cold the way it's supposed to be. When it gets there, you got three plans to choose from. They got your classic, they got your veggie, and they got your family. So you pick the one that's right for you, for what you guys want to eat, and uh, and that's what they send it. And they make it really easy to cook, really delicious, balanced dinners. And it winds up being less than ten dollars a meal. You don't have to worry about planning your your uh, your your shopping around it. You don't have to worry well, are they going to have the right thing. You're always going to have the right thing. They can run with that. That's theirs. They can have mm-hmm. that. And uh, each week, there's a 20-minute meal on their classic menu for when you really don't have any more time than that. Because usually they say it takes around 30 minutes, but they have one in there, their 20-minute meal. And, and that's like, you know what? You, you don't always have 30 minutes to make a meal. Sometimes you get to go a little faster. They know that. They get it. We had two recently that I, that I um, actually really liked. Um, one was it was it was it was weird, but it was good. Which was a macaroni and cheese you make on the range, and it was like surprisingly like really good. I mean, mm. I'm a mac and cheese connoisseur. I'm oh yeah, picky about my yeah. mac and cheese, but that was good. And the other one was I was away at the office uh, doing something, and my ladies made uh, pulled pulled pork, pulled pulled pork, pulled pork, and my daughter even ate it. And it That's was, awesome. It was real good. It was real good. I came back and I picked through the pan when I got home. It was real good. Was that enough for you? Yeah, you know, I like to augment it with something else. I might yeah. have a bar with it or something. Yeah, or, you yeah. Know, big glass of water. But uh, this is a good service. And their their food is – the way they package it is really sensible. And uh, it's it's really good stuff. Really great. Really, lots of uh, variety. Every week something different. And they keep it they keep it interesting. It's so easy to fall into a rut with what you eat at home, especially when you don't know what to get. They solve I'm all that. I'm so tired of thinking about food, Dan. 
I know. I'm just, I'm so tired of thinking We spend so, think about it, we spend so much time thinking about what do you want to eat? What do you want for breakfast? What do you want for lunch? Where should we get dinner? It's for sure an issue. So for 30 bucks off your first week of HelloFresh, you go to HelloFresh.com and enter back to work 30 because you're getting 30 bucks off. So it's back to work 3-0 at HelloFresh.com and we appreciate their support of this show, Merlin Mann. Mm. Um, let's see. Oh, hello, Fresh. Um, Dan, um, <laughs> that's their that's their new jingle you've been working on. Hello, Fresh. Um, <laughs> I lost some of my high end. Well, I think I'm losing some of my high end. No, you sound good. Okay, you can fix it in post. Now you you sound more uh, more like you do in 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 person. Okay, I want to put it on the list. Um, new mic thing. Um, yeah, because I want to hear about that. Well, it's not that interesting. I'm yeah, just trying to solve, yeah, trying to solve a problem. Um, I want to hear about the problem and the solution. I will tell you every every cubic inch of my problem. <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll lay it out. I'll, I'll put it, you, roll it out like wholesale carpeting. I don't care. <laughs> or good. <laughs> um, Dan, uh, often we uh, will have links and, and things to say about yeah. the things that we're talking about on the program. Yeah. If people wanted to find show notes for episode Dig Giddy 373. That's what I got. Of your back to work program, where would they go for that? 5by5.tv slash B is in brothers, two is in the number, W is in women slash 373. 373. Three, seven, three. Oh, I'm winded. I didn't eat. I've had some coffee, but I didn't eat. I like mm. it when, you're, when I feel like you're, you know, you like the low energy sustenance. ones? No. No. Okay. Well, I had some coffee. I had some coffee. I can be here. Did you put it happened at the World's Fair in here? Did I do that? You know what? That was an accident. You can delete yeah, that. I do that. Okay, I do that. All that the was time. for another thing. Sorry. Yeah. Oops. Yeah. Uh, but I, I did take my car to the shop this morning. Oh, oh, oh. I uh, back. You got, you got a big boy, fancy car, nice car. I mean, you got a grown up car. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess. Don't you have to, like, do you have the, I'm, I, I'm not trying to say too much here, but don't you have the kind of car where you kind of got to take it to, like, the fancy dealership? No, no, no. I mean, like, no, it's an Acura. I mean, I'm fine sure. Oh, okay. I thought you had, like, a German car. No, I used to a long time ago. And uh, why'd, you, why'd you take your car in, Dan? What's going on? I backed up into a tree. No, you I didn't. did. You, I, you know my history of backing up into things. Do um, I? Yeah, I backed up into a closed garage twice. No, you. Because, yes, because <gasps> because I have a. We talked, Grace. Mm. Didn't we talk about that on the Grace? show? Grace, we haven't talked about that on this show. Okay, I'll tell you the humiliating story because I like <laughs> to. I feel that people people learn when other people share, and uh, people who are not afraid to admit their failings, I think are uh, they do they do well in life. You know what? I don't trust people who don't laugh. I don't trust people that's who don't ex- laugh at that's themselves. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So here's don't laugh, don't laugh at me too much. I have in, and uh, to, I think my wife would list this as my my fatal flaw, mm. is that I try just, to just, just the one. This is just the one, but it's all okay. encompassing. Mm. Uh, I I try to come up with a an efficient system and process to do pretty much everything, whether it's making breakfast for my children every morning. Uh, or or the process of loading the car and leaving it, etc. I, I have a very uh, well thought through process, and what that actually lets me do is it, it makes sure that I don't I don't forget to do things. You know how you've often said that you will open the mail over the 
recycling uh, compost bin mm-hmm, so that mm-hmm. if it's junk mail, you can just tear it up and put it right in there and, and that kind of thing. You know, I have lots of little things I try to do like oh, that. I have so many things like that. One of the things I try to do is I, um, I have a sort of system as far as like, here's where I'll put both kids backpacks and the junk that, that needs to go to the school and, oh, God, you know, God, whatever God. else in my own bag that I have to bring and like everything will be ready to go. And, uh, and, and then I'll like get it in a certain way. I'll load it in the car. And that way it ensures that I never forget anything. But my, my, I feel like I'm the only person in the world that does this and everyone thinks I'm crazy. No, I do exactly the same thing. I would I, lose my mind if I didn't always do things the it, same way. Me too. Me too. Exactly the same way. And, and it's, it makes things really easy. I, I find that it keeps me from forgetting things. It keeps me from making mistakes. It keeps me from, um, you know, it also saves a lot of time, and in a way, it kind of frees my mind up to think about other things. So it's it, it, it then reduces is, stress. Dan. Yeah, and it's like now it's possible for me to talk to my wife or talk to my kids while I'm getting stuff ready, and I don't like, oh, I forgot to take the thing that he needed for his whatever project, and because it wasn't there, nope, it's there. It's and you know, it's done. But the the weakness to this is if something is different in that system. Mm-hmm. Then the whole thing, it's like, a, it's All like falls apart, right? It's like, if you have one of those little robots that follows the like track on the ground through the office building to like deliver the mail back in the old days, you know, those robots that would just follow a track on the, or the like, ground. Or like Mo and Wally. Like Mo and Wally. Yes, exactly. Well, if you take it off the track or you spin it around or something, now it's like bumping into the walls and it can't, not, not only does nothing that it was originally planning to right. do get done. Now it's just, where's, where's my track? Why right. my track? So the, so what happened was for some reason one day I don't know if if my wife had realized that uh you know we didn't we needed to put something else in the trash or something like that and she went out we have two garage doors we have a regular size garage but that has two doors both of which are borderline too small for any reasonable size car to fit into instead of just doing one door they did two because I guess architecturally some idiot thought it was more attractive um <clears throat> so she uh, so it is a two-car garage, but it has two separate doors instead of the one good door. And she had opened her garage door, the one that's behind her car, mm-hmm. and not not the one behind my car. And so every morning, part of the system is when I begin loading the car, I will hit the button and it will open the door. And that morning, because there was already light shining into the garage from a, an open garage door, in my mind, the the box that says garage door open yes. question mark was yes. checked. Yes. It happened to be not my door. And I backed up into the <gasps> stupid garage door. Oh, my gosh. Uh, th- how stupid is that? She took away your track. She took away my track. But uh, so it fortunately, no damage was done to the garage door or really to the car. It had a little scuff on it. No big deal. Uh, but recently... Um, at, at, at the uh, the personal private office that I, I maintain here, um, it was a, a rainy day. It had been raining really hard. And so I parked in a parking spot that I don't really like. And the way this, this parking lot is madness uh, here. And it, it's very weird. It's very hard to park in just normally. But I parked in an especially uh, improper space. It's just a bad space. I never should have parked there. And the way that the trees are here... They kind of bow out beyond where the curb is. And so because of the heavy rain and other uh, things, as I was driving, I backed up and, uh, and I, the, the car made the slight, slightest contact with the tree. And mm. I got out and I looked at the bumper. I said, well, 
it's fine. There's no damage. Good. But when I got home, I did a little bit more looking and realized that um, it looked like the Hulk had punched uh, the top part of the hood much higher than I had looked before. And I said, well, you know what? Screw it. I'm just going to leave it like this. And But because the paint like started to peel off, oh, no. uh, it started to very quickly start to like rust. And I said, you know what? I, I have to take this in to get it. You need some body work. Yeah. We, I, so I took it to the dent wizard guy. Mm-hmm. And the dent wizard guy said, no, 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 we can't. We can't. This is not something. This is body work. He says, you got to mm-hmm. take it to, 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 to Jeff's. Mm-hmm. And so I took it to Jeff's. And, uh, and it, I, feel, I feel like uh, I feel like I should have, like, they have my car now. Mm-hmm. But, like, I don't have anything to prove that they have it. Mm-hmm. And so, um, what if oh, they you, just, might, you might get pushback? They might say, "What, what car? What car? Yeah, what car? You brought well, in car? I don't, a, I've never a, seen this you not before." The dent wizard, no, not the dent wizard. This is the Jeffs. This is Jeffs, and they're good okay. guys. They're stand-up guys. They seem good. Sure. They got sure. lots of other cars back there. How would they know? Right? I don't. I don't remember you. You didn't bring a car in. Yeah, what car? Taking the laundry. What Acura? We don't have any Acuras back there. Rust. What? Yeah. What did you want to? What you want to bring your car in? We'll take are you, a look. Are you at thinking it. about it right now? You're thinking you may not get your car back. I think I may not see it again. See, I used to think this about Nicaragua. I've never been to Nicaragua, <laughs> but there's a point in the 80s when everybody kept talking about Nicaragua. Yeah. To form an opinion about Nicaragua. Everybody's talking about Nicaragua. How even do I know Nicaragua really exists? Right? The, yeah. And I feel like the same kind of thing could be happening with your dented car. Like you go in there and suddenly it's going to be like a Twilight Zone. Suddenly you're the crazy one. You know what I'm saying? That's right. We've never had your car. No, we've not, I've never seen you before. What car? So I don't know. I, I asked him at Would the end of it. I felt weird. If you called to check in just, I, just to say, oh, I think I, think mm. I might have left my checkbook in the visor and I'm, can you make sure well, my Well, I said out? to him, I said, as on my way out, I said, do, I, do you need me to, should I sign something? You know, is there something I should sign? And he's like, no, no, we got you. We got you. You're in, you're in the computer. I said, okay, is there mm. anything I need to t- you know, take with me or anything? No, 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 we got You're good. It's in the computer. What if it's there's an the EMP? <laughs> well, I know. You know what my biggest EMP fear is? Have uh, I told you this? Is if I'm, no. if, if I'm, I use an electric uh, razor these days. Yeah. Oh, I'm yeah. always worried. What if I'm like shaved half my face and then there's an EMP and I'm like, well, the other half isn't shaved and the razor is dead now. Oh. And like just half your face is shaved. What are you going to do? Wait for it to grow in? You know what I'm saying? Like, yes. what kind of problems? Like, it's not bad enough that it's, you know, somebody's not thinking this stuff through. Somebody, somebody's assuming that everything's going to go okay. They're not thinking this thing fully through. You, you need a backup uh, battery razor or a generator. You can get a generator in your bathroom. Oh, I need a Faraday cage with a razor in it so that I can Right, because people could be stealing your razor thoughts. Yeah. No, there's no piece like the piece you feel inside a man sized Faraday cage. You mean one that's almost like a uh, like one of those uh, bastics that hang you in like in middle, medieval times? Not not quite an Iron Maiden, but more like a man bird cage. <laughs> no, no, you can make a Faraday cage out of just um, some aluminum foil and a trash. Oh, can. you can make a Faraday cage out of anything if you don't care if it works. <laughs> no, it works. Do you, do you know? Do you know when a Faraday cage is working and not working? Yes. Do you test it. Yes. What do you do? Do you put like a walkie-talkie outside, and if it goes through, you know it's not working? Well, it depends on what you want to put in there. But if you put if you put a phone, your phone in there, for example, mm-hmm. and turn the ringer okay. up, put your phone in there, and call it, it won't ring. Then you know really? it's working. Yes, really. Hmm. You can make your own Faraday cage. Does do, it run do, on electricity? Do by Friday, Merlin. Yeah, we challenge each other, challenge ourselves. Yeah. The, so you make a fair. What what um 
what's a Faraday cage made out of? Any, you anything say. you want. You can make it anything. out of anything. You could make you could make it out of noodles. <laughs> you can make you can make it out of gym socks. Again, mm. it just depends on the performance you characteristics. Need, you need grounded metal screen, huh. and you put that around something else. You can make you can make your own very easily. You could put like a like a small a beloved pet in a Faraday cage. If you want, yeah. Basically, well, maybe it doesn't. It's worried about the Wi-Fi or something. Yeah, you put it. You put your uh, whatever yeah. in there. Whatever, yes. what have you. Okay, but, but it, doesn't, it doesn't require electricity to run a Faraday cage. Is that right? No, no, you don't have to do anything to run it. Okay. Um, so, I mean, this is the problem with internet locks, I guess, or like magnet locks and those kinds of things, right? Where like if you're depending on some kind of electricity to unlock something, it seems like that could be a problem. You got solar flares. Mm. You got EMPs. You got cell phone tracking issues. Yeah. You've got RFID in, in, in skimming. Yeah, and, and basically, so to build one, Okay. You get, uh, you get like a like a bucket or can like a like a a, a a container of some kind. Okay. Okay. And uh, and then you're gonna get cardboard, which is the insulator. Okay. Okay. And then you get aluminum tape for the seams to go around. Forget it. You can you know no, what no, you can no, read. No, no you I'm research listening. it on your own. I'm not gonna tell you no, my no, how no, to make no. I make I my Faraday cages aluminum and tape. make your and own. It was funny for Faraday some reason. Cage. So you can't stick magnets to it or anything. Go make your but, own Faraday. I'm not telling no, anyone. No, I'm really anything. no. You know what? I'm sorry. That was that was unfair of me. I'm I'm just I'm I'm just I'm concerned. Do you even I'm own concerned. a hand crank radio? Yes. Okay. I have an Eton hand crank radio that I got from KQED for giving them money. I also have a bucket I can poop in. If there's an apocalypse, you but can make it out never, of a trash can. You can make it out of anything. But what you they've want? They've never even offered me a Faraday cage, as far as I know. You can buy them if you want, but I I don't. Okay, but if an EMP happens, will things running on electricity continue to run in the no. Faraday cage? No. Well, you're not running it in the Faraday cage. You put it in the Faraday cage to protect- But what about protect- the EMP? What if you're trying to keep it away from an EMP or, or some kind of interference or an app purchase? So here's you put a- that into the cage. That's not how it works. You put something in the cage that you want to protect from the EMP or from the okay. solar flare. That's what it's for. So Like memories? No, like gear that you would need if- okay the emp were to happen so you could put something in there like uh like flashlights radio uh okay okay does an emp disrupt a flashlight yeah it'll it'll kill the batteries it'll neutralize the the circuitry yes so if you have internet door locks you should probably put those in there too oh you you people with the like internet door locks you're locked out you're you're gone that's gone you can't get back okay okay follow-up question let's say you make a very very large faraday cage perhaps like let's say something you'd see a lion tamer in his lions in his his or her lions in if you make a faraday cage of that size you could faraday's out all of the external signals can you still have wi-fi inside the faraday cage bespoke lion tamer wi-fi oh i see only works inside the cage i don't see why not it's not creating an anti-mesh network as far as you know no you could you could do that if you wanted to do that okay you'd have a second second band or or a uh, tri-signal basically what you're what you're doing is you're taking a box a container uh of some kind and you wrap it in layers of aluminum foil. Mm-hmm. And I've read that you need to have at least three layers to do this, to wrap it. Is that, is that right? And we're not talking about like uh, Reynolds brand wrap here. You're talking about some and kind no, of No, any like, kind is fine. Any kind. Okay. Yeah. So if you didn't care that much and you had aluminum tape, you could make one out of, say, a shoebox. 
Uh, yes. If you were concerned that the cloud was stealing your thoughts from your phone, you could put that into a Nike shoebox, wrap it up in aluminum foil with some alum- uh, aluminum tape and a mesh and the cardboard for the dampering, and, and then they wouldn't be able to steal your cloud. Is that right? Yes, but that's not the point. The point is no. you're putting something in there to protect it from the EMP. Okay. That's what you're doing it for. So you can get – a lot of people use a trash can for it, and then you line that with – um, because that's aluminum, you see. Oh, you're putting I things see. in this. This I, is a this it is goes a into into the can. Yeah, this is to save the stuff so that when the EMP hits, okay. that you can then open it up and take the stuff out, and it works. Okay, hard drives, flash drives, uh, family photos, anything like that. Family that photos in there, they're not going to get hurt. So the EMP will take out a flashlight, but your beloved family photos will probably be okay. Yeah, because they're paper. What about pets? They're fine. Okay, the EMP is not going to affect your pets. What if it has a chip? What if you chipped your pet? Then, you, then you, then the chip won't work anymore. The Would you ever have a fun. dog in the house? Me? No. Yeah. Uh-uh. Okay. Never have any animals. But if you did, you keep it in a Faraday trash can. No, you don't. You don't need that because that's not what no. it does. This, this you, prevents. Kennel, the, you say kennel, kennel, Jeremy, kennel. So you're going to put anything that you would need, like a like a hand crank radio or a regular okay. radio with batteries you're going to put batteries in there you're going to put your if you think your phone's going to work after you could put that in there you're going to put all your machete? emergency you put a machete stuff. in there no need to there's why? no because there's aren't nothing you electronic want that after there's no electric what if people want to come and steal your electric or, or the thoughts from your cloud phone don't you need aren't you going to need some kind of a means either a blunt instrument uh in the case yes of, you uh, need that stuff you need could you have stuff? a bladed instrument if you're a paladin Not you could <laughs> still have a bladed instrument yes okay Vorpal. and that all goes and that all goes in the trash can with your beloved pet no, you don't need to put those things in the trash can. Well, it could. It could look at your family photos or eat your flash drive. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. When we're unable to record because all of your crap oh, was destroyed God. in the EMP and mine wasn't. Okay. So okay. you're saying I'm I should saying. put a lot of aluminum foil in my, in my office. You could, my make, office. you could make your whole house a Faraday cage, I believe, if you had enough time. Well, sure. I got time. My podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. All right. I'll look in this. Are you ever seen a dog, Lou? A dog loo? It's like a, it's like a dog uh, housing thing that's like an igloo. Now, I hope that's not racist. But you get this uh, – look up dog loo. <laughs> dog, See, make sure I'm not making this up. Dog loo. Look up dog loo. Okay. Let's say you take a dog loo. Look at that. Dog loo. If you were a little XC. kid, wouldn't you love to have a dog loo? I, f- I feel like I've seen these. Yes. I think this is what – it's. Hmm, Why is that lady? better than a, just a regular old dog house? Well, if you don't want somebody to steal your dog's thoughts, dog or, or it's, XT it's beloved family photos. Microband 25 to 50 LBS. That stands for pounds. Mm, Faraday cage. You can get a small Faraday cage and just put your <gasps> you phone in. You can get one in. for your bed. It keeps the Wi-Fi out. Yeah, Look at that. It's on Amazon. Damn, put this in. No, I'll put this in notes. Yeah, you got the block in. silver, high protection, EMF, Wi-Fi radiation shield, bed canopy, Californian king. <laughs> and it's uh, $970. Oh, it's Faraday God. K for your badge. Bed, what did I say? Let me get this in notes. <laughs> I'll start another coffee. Oh, no. Something's gone wrong. Oh, no. Get, get yourself a nice little Faraday bag. Oh, no. It won't, take, it won't take the link, Dan. Dan, the CMS won't take the link. I, oh, no. The call's coming from inside the EMF. <laughs> oh, no, Dan. Maybe you, you try. See if I broke the ruby. All right. Now, do you the... keep your ruby in a, in a silver garbage can? No. Huh. Just saying, okay. listen. You guy, and you guys in California are going to be off the yes. grid way before me. Oh, God willing. Okay. Well, I'm gonna send this to you in. Um, I'm gonna send this to you in our private text yes, channel. Yes, use it in. Send oh it in God, there. the Rubella pictures are still there. 
So look at that. Go go look at the Block Silver High Protection EMF Wi-Fi Radiation Shield Bed Canopy Californian King. Okay. Oh wow. It's, Cal- it's Californian King. See, I don't that to me. I don't know what that is. I don't trust. Well, let me that. give you the F's and B's. You got powerful EMF radiation shielding fabric. It's imported. Oh boys, guys, come on! Can't you give this a second pass? Bullet one: powerful EMF radiation shielding fabric. Bullet two: imported. <laughs> Bullet three: EMF shielding box shaped bed net. Bullet four: restore your family's sleep and immunity overnight. Why, why is fifteen that, minutes. Why is that all in caps? Sleep! <laughs> exclamation point. Uh, same bullet. Fifteen minutes easy installation comes complete. <laughs> Next bullet: cell tower radiation. Cell tower radiation protection bed canopy. Okay, here we go. Now we're getting into the meat of it. Next bullet. UK manufactured from 100% silver polyfiber, EMF shielding fabric, antibacterial, lightweight, and very breathable material. Last, last bullet dimensions, 88 inches long, 76 inches wide, 59 inches high, and you sleep inside of a wire, wire net. Let's see what the reviews are like for this. Let's this see is, here. by the way, not, not anything to do with a regular Faraday cage. This is an ad hoc Faraday case. I don't know what, this is a separate thing. It doesn't say anything about Faraday or anything. I mean, maybe it is, mm-hmm. but this is like a Wi-Fi shielding mesh of some kind. <gasps> oh, doctor. Here's a question that keeps coming up. Is shielding needed from underneath the bed for second floor? Or I would think you, yes. Okay. So the answer here, the, uh, the people who make the block silver high protection, EMF Wi-Fi radiation shield bed, canopy Californian King say that uh so somebody asks is floor protection included and they say no and they are necessary if you sleep above ground level our bed mats can be found here and they enclose a link let's go look at emf bed maps here we go oh see what's what's happening oh no i think i broke the ruby on amazon well you know it's only 970 dollars i mean again that's I think a small price to pay for easy installation comes complete I mean, do you care about your family? Well, you know what? Hang on. Uh, here's the uh, uh, FM1 signal shielding fabric for RF and EMF protection, nickel copper ripstop, one linear foot. That stuff you can get, you roll that out like wholesale carpeting. Okay. Oh, here's an EMF bucket. Oh, my goodness. Blackout Faraday shield, and it even comes with a meter so you can tell it's working. Nickel, nickel copper fabric. Dan, you've introduced me to a whole new world. Well, you know, there is the whole right now, right now, now, now my cat and my photos and my, my machete are, are just all sitting out in the open. I don't know where anything should go at this point. KQED is doing nothing to help me. What am I going to do with the tote bag? What am I going to do in the aftertimes with the KQED tote bag? For sure. Um, Dan, I think we just helped a lot of people. Would yeah. you like to tell me about a uh, second thing that you like? I would love to tell you about Fresh Books. Fresh Books! You've heard of them. You guys know fresh books. I think I think our audience knows them and and loves them. Hopefully, uh, the way we do. For, it's it's a better way thing. to invoice. It's a much better way to invoice. And this is this is the whole goal of the whole company is they want they created something that they they call cloud accounting software, but it's designed for freelancers and people who you know I we're a small I think of myself as a small business. Mm-hmm. I think medium sized small sized businesses really should check out fresh books because. It makes invoicing so much easier and so much faster. You can send clean and professional looking invoices in about 30 seconds. With two clicks, you can set yourself up to receive payments online. You can, it handles your mobile expenses. You can take pictures of your receipts on your phone using the FreshBook app. And this makes like claiming your expenses a million times easier. 
They've got features built in that, that they call it like a projects feature that, that shares files and messages with your clients or with your employees. Things happen so much faster when you just commit to saying, you know what, I'm going to do this all with FreshBooks now. No more mm-hmm. Mickey Mouse invoices. It's serious stuff. It looks great. It looks professional. And it lets you really run your business. And when you log into FreshBooks, there's this really great dashboard page that shows you, here's the invoices that you've sent. Here's the ones that have been paid. Here's how much you're still owed. And they make that part of being still owed uh, go so much easier. You can set up automatic reminders that go out to your clients if they haven't paid on time, like late reminders. Uh, I mean, it's everything is thought of. And of course, uh, one of my favorite features I talk about a lot is you get to see when your customer, your client has received yes. the invoice. So that's yes. because it, it sends them an email. They click the link in the email and they're viewing it. And then it, it tracks that. So when you log in, it says, oh, customer has seen the invoice at this time. And that takes away a lot of that question, that ambiguity. This is what, this is what they say at FreshBooks. They say, they, they, they call it the O's and the P's. The O's and the okay? P's. It's easy to be owed, but it's hard to be peed. And by peed, they mean paid. Oh. And that's the thing. You don't send invoices because it's fun. It's, you send it because you want money. And they make that real easy for you. There's different payment gateways. You can say, this is how I want to get paid. The sign on the line, which is dotted, mm. cross my palm, mm. right? Vis-a-vis gateways. And that, and that money comes into your account with the FreshBooks people. Yeah, I don't they know. make it so easy. You I, got me on this and I never look back. It's great. And I don't know about you, Merlin, but I, I, like, I like getting paid. Mm. That's my favorite. Not... Uh, not asking be, to be paid, but getting yes, paid. Yes. Yes. You want to be paid. Yes. So here's the deal. Uh, if you are listening to this and you are not using FreshBooks yet, now is a wonderful time to get started because uh, they have, for our listeners, an unrestricted 30-day free trial. You don't have to give them a credit card, nothing. All you have to do is go to freshbooks.com slash back to work. And then you enter back to work in the how did you hear about us section that will support the show. It'll also get you an unrestricted 30 day free trial. And that's the full, uh, the full Monty. It's not like a limited subset of, of the See, service. It's the whole Shigilla. It's yes. Mm-hmm. It's not a, uh, a, a reduced functionality light version. It's, it's the full thing. It's the whole thing. And you can try it to 30 days, freshbooks.com slash back to work. Enter the promo code back to work in the how did you hear about us section. And we appreciate the support and love of FreshBooks. Merlin, man. FreshBooks! Thank you, FreshBooks, for supporting 5x5 and back to work. Uh, let's do some administrivia. Right. I, by the way, I did, I did break your website. I'm sorry. It's working for me. I know it is, but it's not for me. I, because oh. I broke it. I get the we're sorry something went wrong. Oh. Maybe I added it already. Hmm. No, no, I'm getting on a preview, too. Mm. I'll follow Bug. Mm, yeah, follow, uh, I just follow. want to mention in passing, uh, uh, Ungainly X-Man Meetup. The next one has been scheduled. You can come up to Two Cats Comics, 320 West Portal Avenue in San Francisco. You can come out on Thursday, May 17th, and we can hang out. And you do not have to be a comics fan. You can learn more about that in show notes for this episode. Uh, Ungainly X-Man Meetup, Thursday, May 17th. And that will be after Infinity Wars come out, so that'll be, uh, I'm sure, the topic of, of the day. Yeah. Are you going to go see that soon? Are you seeing what I don't have out? it scheduled uh, for the first time ever. My daughter really wants to see it, and I'm like, hmm, you know, hmm. Let's got big it. Marvel event movies are not my favorites. What's got everybody? I know. No, Hawkeye. Yeah, what's the story on him? He becomes someone else or something. I don't know. I was talking to somebody on Twitter about this. I feel like I want, I, this is too long for a tweet, but in a similar way to how, I guess, Fox made the Logan movie. Right. Or you think about the Deadpool movie. Um, I would love to see 
a bespoke one-off different universe. I want to see Hawkeye based on the comic I like. Right. The, yes. And all yeah. That would be great. And I was kind of, kind of debating uh, with a fellow on Twitter about who we would like for that role. And I think it needs, I, I like Jeremy Renner fine. I think he's slightly miscast as Hawkeye personally. Who, who did you come to? Believe it or not, I mean, mine is real dumb and impossible for a variety of reasons. I think Ryan Reynolds would actually be a really good Clint. Oh, I could see that. that. Yeah, I could see it. Wouldn't he be good? Um, but uh, that's that's. I, I'd love to see like a grown up um, version of Hawkeye that's not like you know Jeremy Renner looking all buff. You know, yeah. I want to see. I want to see beat up Clint like drinking coffee out of the pot with Pizza Dog. Like that. That's what I want to see in a movie. One off. Don't make it a franchise. Don't make it a thing. Like Logan. Just like serious, like R rated, good version of Hawkeye. It could even be PG thirteen. But um, that's what I want. But yeah, yeah, we'll see it. We'll see it. Anyway, you come out to Two Cats Comics. It's fun. I want to go there. Did we didn't we talked about this very lightly? But perhaps we should tease this. Mm. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's. You had an you had an idea, and I don't know what the productive end of this is, but I thought you had an idea for something that we could do, mm-hmm. and uh, you had two sub ideas for what that thing could be. And I just thought maybe you might want to mention it on the show, perhaps ask people for their feedback and requests. I guess. choose to. Yes. So Dan, what is it we're talking about that I'm not telling you? Uh, well, we were thinking about, uh, or I was thinking about maybe we could do uh, uh, some t-shirts. T-shirts. For back to work because, you know, we've done, we did one a very, very long time ago. I feel like it was maybe could it have been like five years ago? I mean, it was Mine is very, very faded. Yeah. And um, my, my, my face has weathered uh, appropriately. Yes. Right. Just to match. It's like, what, what was that story? Uh, the one uh, where picture of Dorian Gray. Yeah. Dorian Gray. It's sort of Except your, I'm, uh, I'm t-shirt and Oscar Wilde's attic. <laughs> what? Yes. So uh, I had, um, I had some thoughts about that and I, I thought that, um, you know, maybe we could do, a, you, had two, you had two ideas, and what I said to you was, I'm, I'm not against making a t-shirt. Right. I think both of your ideas are good. My thought was, it kind of depends on how cool the design is. Right. But conceptually, I think they're both good. What are, conceptually, what are your two ideas for a t-shirt? The first one was to, because I think, I think your uh, phrase, the BT Dubs Nation, is beloved by the listeners and, and especially by me. I thought that would be fun to do something, something with BT Dubs Nation. Idea number one, t-shirt that says something about BT Dubs Nation. Right. And the other, of course, would be uh, Bulavanaka. 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 So, how do we? What do? How do we get input from the listeners on this? Um, I don't know. Do we need it? Uh, mm, I mean, I guess I'm not. I'm not saying this for clapping. It's just that, like, if people have a strong opinion about a kind of shirt that they would like, again, I feel like it's very difficult. Um, to say whether you would like a shirt based on the letters that'll be on it, mm. because it depends a lot. I mean, if you take like, um, was it Jory that did the sports ball shirt? Yes. I mean, like if you told me there's going to be a shirt that makes fun of sports and it says something like national sports ball league, that's a funny concept, but the implementation is so brilliant. The fact that the logo for the sports ball league is this <laughs> unidentifiable generic sports ball literally a generic sports ball right makes it very very funny it's a very successful shirt but that depended heavily it started with a good idea but it wouldn't happen without a great design but yeah if you would like us to explore the idea for a t-shirt uh tell us whether you like bt dubs nation or uh, uh or something that we haven't thought of 
or something that we haven't thought of. Now, where do they, where do they do that? Don't, let's not do email. Should we do at, uh, B, what's our, what's our thing? BTW show. Oh yeah. Uh, for, um, yeah, Twitter. it is BTW show on it's kind Twitter. Of a dis- we don't use it for stuff much, but B two B B is in brothers. Two is in the number. W is in women. Show B two so W you, you show. Tweet on at at mm, boy B two W show <laughs> and let us know if you have thoughts about a shirt. How's that? Joined June two thousand twelve. That's when we made that account. Jiminy Christmas. How yeah. about that? <clears throat> and I think that we've tweeted from it like twice. Yeah. Oh, look at that. We have three times we've used it. Now, the oh, last tweet fake, was... find out how many fake followers we have. <laughs> June 5th, 2012 was the last tweet. Huh. No, I'm not going to authorize the app. 300, 347 followers, three tweets. <laughs> so pretty active. But tweet us Real, there, uh, I guess. Reinhold Niebuhr type situation. Or they could just do a hashtag, hashtag. Let's have hashtag. them hashtag B2W show. Do that instead okay. of the tweeting. I know I, I do. Who are they going to tweet at? Tweet at you. Tweet at me. I don't care. Tweet at Dan. Tweet at Dan. Merlin you gets follow, You can follow him on, uh, on Twitter. He's Dan uh, Benjamin. At Dan Benjamin. No, that's, mm-hmm. I don't no. control that account. <laughs> I do. Do you? <laughs> yes. Oh. Of course that's me. I didn't know who it was. Huh. I'm glad to know it's in good hands. Yeah. Bull of Vinaka. Bull. Bull, bull, bull of Vinaka. Uh, well, now that we've warmed up, 52 minutes in, uh, let's see, you got Red Cheekums. She took away my track. The Dent Wizard. <laughs> the Dent Wizard is the very Dent good. The Dent Wizard. Dent Wizard. We've got a new mic. Oh, I, I've got I, I, responses I, I, from listeners. did something important. Mm. Let's talk about something important. I uh, cleaned out my garage. Nice. But this is important because as I was doing it, I was thinking about so much. I was thinking about the uh, the tenants that you have laid down upon us here on the, on the show and how I could apply those. Oh, my articles of faith. Yes, mm-hmm. and my raisin datras. Yes, and how this could be applied to the act of cleaning out of a garage. And oh, I like this already. For so many people, myself included, I don't. You know, I don't really. You know, like our our friend uh, our friend John has a lot of attachments to physical objects. And I don't find that I have a lot of sentimental attachments. My fear is always, well, what, what if I need it? Yeah. And so the system that I've used in the past was to take things that I thought that I would need, put them in a box, put the date on the box. And if in six months I haven't needed them or used them, then maybe it's okay to, to donate them or, or take them away. Um, but this was a little bit different. I've moved offices a couple times over the last five years. And each time... I would move, I would wind up with a ton of crap that I just took with me from one place to the next place until I moved to this office, which is a bit smaller, uh, much more convenient, much better location, but it's pretty small. And so I really didn't have room for anything. And so I wound up taking most of that stuff back to my house and just kind of dumped it in the garage in this one part of the garage. And it it was constantly in the way of everything. It was always in the way of getting to, well, I can't get to the tools because they're behind the thing and that there are these boxes in the way and there's this junk in the way. And no one wants to like go through, you know, three boxes of audio cables and stuff that I'd acquired over the years. But I finally broke down and started to do it. And each time that I would look at something, I would say, you know, I would kind of ask these questions myself is like, when was the last time that I actually really used this? What's the true value of it? How easy would it be to replace it? 
And could yeah. it, would it be useful to somebody else or is it just trash? And, and so going through this whole process, I mean, it really, it took the full weekend of time mm-hmm. to just go through all this, but I finally got through it. And what a great feeling now. I look at the garage now every time and I think, man, there's no more junk here. Like it's just usable space now. Yeah. And, you know, I, I thought about that in reference to just like day-to-day life, especially in like the, the clutter that we deal with on a physical basis. Like, I don't know about you, but having a ton of stuff on my desk, which I currently have a ton of stuff on my desk, I find that to be a great distraction to, to me. I'm not saying I need a desk that's just, you know, very like Johnny Ive and has like just a keyboard and a mouse and a screen. Like that's excessive and I, I don't do that. But we all we'll have our own. You take something as simple as a desk, or seemingly simple as a desk. We all have our own tolerances, like for, what's messy, right? What's not? But and for what it means, because I think sometimes there are, there are some people who prefer. Um, I mean, there's a productivity system I remember writing about on forty three folders a million years ago. There was a really interesting idea where every project you're working on has its own folder, uh, and this is this is separate from the you know. 43 folders titular idea. Right. But it's this idea that like whatever thing you're working on, you're able to scoop everything up and put it into a folder that's, you know, clearly labeled and then put it alongside all the other folders. And you only ever have one project on your desk at a time, which is admittedly it's, that sounds a little bit manic and like, why would you really need to do that? But there, I found that approach to be really sensible for lots of stuff that I do where I can really, like you think about something like Lego, like if you got Lego all over the place, you scoop them up, you put them in a thing, you move them away. Like that just seems sensible. You wouldn't right. want to, you wouldn't put a away part of the legos right. <laughs> right like you wouldn't put away like a third of the legos and leave the rest in a pile like that obviously that seems crazy so i think for some people uh everybody's mental model is different and this is no judgment any way across the board except to just acknowledge that i think for some people um a messy desk to them means undone things uh-huh. or uncared for things right or an uncareful unmindful approach to the stuff that you're doing and i think for various reasons that can really bother people a lot. Like you can feel like, Oh man, I'm a real dirt bag. Like why do I have all this junk on my desk? That's, that's gross. Or like this to me, this physical manifestation is symptomatic. of Right. This is, this is like a physical representation of how chaotic my life is. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think that can definitely be the case, but um, to, to your thing though, I mean, I, so everybody's different about that stuff, but like, uh, literally yesterday, as we record this, I had the junk man come and pick up some stuff because we had way too much like recycling and boxes and just old junk. And it's funny because I'm really of I'm really of two minds in some ways. This, I don't think this is contradictory. I think it's potentially complementary. But let me take the the large problem to me is that like I think of organizational problems in some ways as like a tile puzzle. Like when you feel like you've got too much stuff, it's hard to move around. I mean, another reason you might want your desk clean is you feel free, you feel open, you feel creative, you feel like anything could happen. But like if you have so much stuff that you can't find it, if it's in layers and you're doing ad hoc archaeology to find something from a month ago and you know it's somewhere in the pile here and, oh, oh, that's my system. Well, if that works for you as a system, that's good. If If it doesn't, that's bad. And it's getting in your way and it's clouding your thinking by having all that stuff around. But like I think of it really like a tile puzzle where, you know, sometimes I feel like we've gotten so much stuff, we've got so much junk that we don't need like in this area, like in like the dining room. Right. And so, you know, my wife and I were just talking about this last night where we were, we were tidying up last night as we try to do at the end of the day. And I was like, well, you know, we could take this 
big – so many art supplies at our house that somebody likes to use a lot and they go all over the place. The, the 3D printing pen and the two different glue guns and the different gauges of glue and the templates for the – and it's just all this stuff. You scoop that into a box. OK, great. It's not all over the dining room. But now where does it go? Does it live on the dining room table? Well, no. We're going to put the I – was, I was saying, why don't we put it in, the, in this built-in cabinet we've got up here? And she's like, OK, but like I just organized that. And there's the painting supplies and all the other stuff. So if you put that into there, where does the stuff in there go? And I'm like, ha, ha, ha. <clears throat> we'll put it in our daughter's room. She's like, oh, right. That's just the place that needs more stuff in it. Or like a quarter of the room is taken up by a tower of stuffed animals. Exactly what we need is more stuff in her room. You see my point. Mm-hmm. And so I've identified like for myself, like the garage in some ways becomes like if there is stuff that's valuable to keep, to keep it in a sensible way in parts of the garage makes a lot of sense. But guess what I got to do? Before that, I got to get rid of the stuff in the garage that used to seem valuable and isn't anymore. And it becomes this like, I don't know, like a line of dominoes where nothing can fall over really until I clean out this one area and then all the tile pieces move. I know this is a first world problem, but why am I identifying this? Well, if you're not copying to the tile puzzle nature of what you do, it may seem like an intractable problem. And so in my case, the step zero, honestly, the step zero of that is way overpay for the dude with the truck to come and take away everything that is without a glance, unnecessary trash. Mm-hmm. Please go recycle as much of this as possible and the rest of it, dump it away. A lot of it is like cardboard boxes and stuff or, you know, right. just one week where we couldn't fit all the recycling in. So we put, it, put that aside. All the cans got put aside and like, let's get rid of all of that. So anyway, I'll pause here to to let you jump in. But I have a thought on on what you're facing um, and how one can approach, can get started on that project, but then also find a way to keep excited about digging deeper. I have a thought. Well, share the thought. Well, okay. So I used to talk a lot about uh, something other people have called as different things, but I used to call it the procrastination dash back in the 43 folders days. And that was the idea. If there's anything that you really dread or fear doing, one easy way in is to do something like trivially simple that gets you closer. Like if you're real mental uh, about this stuff like I am and you've got a huge mental block about something you don't want to do, my suggestion was like along the lines of the trash guy, like if you're trying to clean up an area – Stop saying you need to clean up the whole area. That thinking has not gotten you anywhere. Uh. If it was going to get you anywhere, it would already be done. Instead, say, say to yourself, okay, I had takeout food today, and I got this plastic bag that this stuff came in. My job right now, which is going to take about 30 seconds, is to grab anything else that is clearly garbage, whether that's an aluminum can. Right. <laughs> whether that's some like you know like like a discarded printer paper that you can recycle that. But you see my point. Fill or mostly fill your takeout food back, and you have taken such a huge first step because now you've shown that you don't die if you get started on Right, this. I love that. And I don't know, I think it's useful for lots of things. It can be useful for writing projects. It could be useful for cleanup projects. Just taking the, 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 the dumbest, most trivial first step in, a, in, in, how can I put this? I think there's such a distinction between like getting started on a project versus like, oh, I've got to finish this. It's like, but you can't finish it until you start it. So on the one hand, if you need a way of ramp into cleaning out the garage to move your puzzle pieces around and move your Faraday cage, like that's a real simple one. It's like, if I walk around right now, is there anything here? And I think honestly, one thing that helps is to start moving things. 
Because there's a certain kind of inertia to everything being where it's always been. If you were to, for example, take one corner of the garage where you got got the icky feelings that there's a lot of stuff you don't need or don't want to face there, start moving boxes out, moving moving the old lawnmower, whatever it is, moving that stuff. Mm-hmm. And then with a kind of cold eye go, is there anything here that is unquestionably just junk that I maybe not only don't need in my life, but don't want in my life? And move all of that stuff away into an area. And then either like, I don't know, throw it out, recycle it, take it to the dump, have somebody take it away. That's, that's a great feeling. You haven't cleaned the whole garage, but you've made it easier for the next tile to move. And you have unintentionally made like a mini commitment in your head to the idea that this is something you can do. So on the one hand, if, if you if find it difficult, and it sounds crazy to some people to have this feeling, but if you have a mental block about that, that is a terrific way to get started. But then if you allow it, now here's the other funny part about this. So here's what I do. This is a, a mental trick that I play. Let me say, first off, this I probably spend more money on this kind of thing than I should because basically what I'll do is I'll go, okay, I'm tired of having this feeling that I have about having too much junk in my life. And you know what I'll do? I'll book the junk guy. If possible, sometimes I'll book the junk guy for that day. And then a crazy thing happens because mm. now my job is no longer to try and make myself feel better about all the accumulated stuff that I hate having. The entire mental model has changed. And now it is, it's now a video game to see how much stuff <laughs> I can have this guy haul away right. to get my money's worth. Right, right, right. right. You're going to pay a certain amount no matter what. Like, you know, those Amazon boxes need to go. You know that that bag of cat litter needs to go. You know that all these things need. Now the game is make a big pile of all that stuff that those big burly men are going to put on the truck and start thinking at a larger scale than when you were doing the procrastination dash. Because now everything changes. Do you, do you see the, the mental shift yes. though, of going from like, oh, can I even like kind of crack open one eye and look at this thing I hate thinking about versus, <laughs> oh man, I am a Viking. I can, I can take anything here that is obvious trash. And suddenly your mind has permission to turn on the trash detector and look for anything that could be trash. And when you start doing that at that scale, you may notice a very interesting thing start to happen. When you're thinking with spoonfuls, about what you do to get started with something, that's a certain mindset. The next level up is, oh boy, how much of this stuff is obvious trash? Now the third level, the kind of pro level, is where you look at, you make yourself, when you're ready, you go down there and you say, I'm gonna spend three goddamn hours in this garage. And that's when your mind really gets right. It's where you start going, at first you go, oh, no, it's my favorite USB-A cable. Let me bundle it up and put it here. <laughs> right. Oh, but it wants to have its friend. Mm, let me keep this. Oh, it's a 30-pin connector from the iPhone I haven't had for four years. Oh, that reminds me of happy times when Twitter was good. No. Now you're thinking at scale. And you're going, oh, no. Oh, no. I don't need anything in this box. Every second I spend untangling cables in a box full of cables that I don't need is lost time in my life. And now you are starving. You're ravenous for Mm -hmm, trash. mm -hmm. And you will go and be so ruthless. And then when you finally do get to something where you go like, oh man, I forgot about this great thing my kid drew. I should frame that. That's going to be special. Not for everybody, not all the time. But that is one way to, you can get started. You can keep moving. You can give yourself a little bit of external pressure. But then at a certain point, when you are thinking at scale, it will really change the way you approach this problem. Once you've gone through your third crate, and and one thing I like to do is as I go, try to put like with like. So here's a box full of memorabilia. Here's a box of cables. Here's another box of memorabilia. Here's another box of cables. Here's another box of cables. Here's another box of cables. Oh, there seems to be a pattern emerging here. 
which is that I saw some kind of middle term value in this five years ago. Mm -hmm. There's not a cable in this thing. There's not a power brick in this thing, this great tangle, this great rat king of electronics. There's not a single thing in here that I have needed for five years. How much time am I going to spend unraveling these things to decide what's valuable, which will vary. But anyway, I'm done ranting. But I just want to say, like, to me, that's I, I love that feeling. I love that feeling of getting to the point where I say, like, the new video game is how much useless stuff can I get out of my life? I love that. I think that's so good. I, and I love thinking of it in terms of, of being like a game because yeah. it can really be frustrating or boring to look at stuff and be like, oh, my God, like, where do I start? But yeah, did you use the term ravenous for for looking for junk grab i mean i love that and it's so true yeah. because once you get on it you're like yeah like i'm well, getting to make it rid about of productivity it's not so different from how you feel at certain very special points in implementing the getting things done process or similar which is like once you've realized how much stuff you have to do you, you start looking at it all you've gathered all of your stuff and then you go oh my god there's so much more stuff i have to do mm-hmm. and there's so much more stuff i have to do and you reach the hit this wall where you're like how much of my mental energy am i gonna spend how much of my time and attention will i spend organizing stuff i have no intention of doing let alone the time or attention to ever do like how much taxonomy will i employ on this instead of going like oh man there's like 35 things i just realized i'm not gonna do at least for now if they come up again i'll deal with them but like, there's something so freeing about realizing, like, once I've gotten that down to this one box of memorabilia, like, then that becomes memorabilia that you can do something with. You can put it somewhere valuable and you can honor it rather than having it be something that you just keep moving around, like, like some kind of a garbage playground. Garbage playground. I like garbage that. Garbage playground. I like that. But you're right. You're it's absolutely a- right. I totally agree. And it's one of those super weird things, too, because you're like – well, if it's in the garage in the first place and it's not like a lawnmower, like, could I really be using it that often? Like, nothing important really should be in the garage unless you're using it. To- if you had to move something to get to it, <laughs> right. ask yourself how important it really is. <laughs> right. And, you know, like, it's so easy to get, oh, you know, that was, the like you said, my favorite USB cable. Like, it's so easy to kind of build a story in your mind about the value there or the the imaginary value of something because you know oh that was the first x that i ever bought or this was that thing that i had when i took my you know when i moved from you know new york to california and so that was this important thing because it was in the bay was that basketball was in the backseat of my car when i was in college but if that's all in a box that you don't open because it's so it's so it's so full of memories well i mean like for example we were down in the garage a couple weeks ago i posted this on twitter and um i discovered my cache of like old ticket stubs yeah i saw um, you t- from, uh, from putting from those going out. back to like 1982 right and the thing is i can keep all of those and you know basically i can take every ticket stub mostly that i've ever kept and put it into a number nine business envelope. It would be a little bulgy, but I could have all of those things if I wanted to. That's not difficult. But like how many favorite cables like do you want to live with? <laughs> yeah. And that's the thing is like, what of that stuff do you want that you really couldn't replace? I'm not saying you should put your, you know, Apple II keyboard on there if you think you're going to use that thing again. But like is how, if you throw out, if you have five of those, you know, uh, mini USB cables. Mm-hmm. You know, t- if you have five, take one, set one aside, get rid of four of them. 
You know, and I, that I, was I did a John lot Roderick, of that. I, I have a system for this that has so far worked out pretty well, and it very much depends on putting like with like. So the basic nut of it is every time you find a cable of dingus a dongle, it all goes into a banker's box. And so, uh, you know, like all of those USB minis, is that the ones that are current, the little skinny boys? I think the skinny ones are the micro. Micros. Every, okay, so every t- you get one of those with everything nowadays because it's a power source or a way to charge it. And so, like, things like we've bought in, like, motion sensor rechargeable lights right. for, for this pantry that we have. And so I've got, like, six of these little things. Okay, well, every time you find one of those, every time you find some kind of phone charger dingus, it all goes into this, into this box. And then when you're ready, this is a good Saturday project. It's super lame, but it's really fascinating. Take everything out of that box that you thought was valuable from around the house and, again, put like with like. And so for me, that became like, oh, here's a very small number of things related to Ethernet. Here's USB-A cables. Here's USB micro cables. Here's USB mini cables. Here's lightning cables. Um, and then so the lightning cables and um, like – or USB-C and chargers, for example. And I put like with like. And so in that case, what I'll do is I'll keep you know, a couple more than we need for day-to-day. One thing I've done is I've created a separate travel bag with an exact – duplicate of all the all the stuff I need for charging and going on the road. I keep that permanently packed and ready to go. That's one good use for those things. But then what I'll do is the ones I want to keep, I put, this is so anal, I put each like with like, I put each in its own little gallon Ziploc bag, write on what, write on it what it is. And then that all goes back in that banker's box. Now, anytime that I need or find a USB-C cable sitting around, I know where it goes. And guess what? If that bag is bulging, I probably don't need all of those USB micros anymore. Yeah. Or the USB minis. But uh, that's, that's the way that I do it. And if I see too much stuff that doesn't fit in with the like, I say, hmm, does this really belong somewhere else? Like, do I need this? And if I have more stuff than fits in that banker's box, it's like, you know, what am I, John Vanderslice? I'm not building a studio here. Yeah. Like, I don't need all of this stuff. Yeah. But to me, that's kind of a, a semi-sane way to do it. No, I love it. And it is, it is, I think this is one of those strange things that like, you never plan on having a ton of junk in your garage. Like you always right. go into it. You don't it think, set out. You don't say, oh boy, this new house is going to be great. I got room for 20% more junk than I use. <laughs> that's, that's right. And, you know, like there were these old posters that I had that, you know, like I bought at a comic store I, and it's like the poster that Ramos did. It was a cover of like one of the late issue Spider-Man when it was getting up to seven issue number 700. And it had like all of his different costumes and stuff on it. Ramos did it. And I bought this poster. I probably paid, I don't know. Why do you pay for a poster? 10 bucks? Sure. 12? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I've never put it up anywhere. I, I, I got it because I thought one day my boy would want it. And he did. But my wife said, no, that's junky. That posters junk up a room. I said, all right, you're right. So I put it back in the tube and it's just been sitting in the garage. Like, what should I do with that? Like, there's right. value there. Well, when I was the last time I was moving offices, I did a huge, huge thing on eBay. And this is my last little pro tip for this. Mm-hmm. Um, I took, I mean, I had a lot of audio equipment that I'd accumulated over the years and everything else. And and I would look at that stuff and I'd say, well, I should just get rid of it. No one's going to want that stuff. Like, this is an old thing here, the old mic, whatever. I decided to try to sell it uh, on eBay. And I just went through this process of, okay, I'm going to put like, I'm going to pick five things. I'm going to put them up on eBay. And then they sold and they sold pretty quickly. Wow. And, uh, and I said, okay, well, I'm going to put five more up 
and they sold pretty quickly. And it wasn't like I was getting full price and I wasn't trying to get full price, you know, but I had a certain threshold of like, well, how much trouble am I willing to go? Well, like eBay makes it uh, so easy. God, I wish they were sponsoring. Um, it makes it so easy to, to sell your stuff because like they build in the shipping stuff. So like you don't have oh, to have cool. like a separate like place where you go to buy your shipping or buy your postage. You don't have to go to a post office or anything. I would just take an old Amazon box and put the thing in there with packaging and then weigh it. And eBay is like, okay, you know, we'll charge you for the, for the shipping that charges your own account. And then it prints out a perfect USPS shipping label. You stick wow, it on there and take so it cool. away. And so I found that the, the barrier of entry to like sell stuff that I had in my garage or, or actually my old office, it was so easy to just do this. And then I got to stuff that I had convinced myself no one would ever want. So for example, um, when we were doing, we, I was making uh, like those videos for a while. And so I had two different cameras and neither of them were, they weren't very expensive cameras. They were like medium level home video type cameras that, that, uh, that I had. And one of them, um, I don't know what happened to it, but the internal microphone was broken on it. So if you tried to record with the internal microphone, it would just record a buzzing track. And that didn't matter <laughs> for us because I was using like an external shotgun mic with it. So it was fine. And a, a lot of people use external mics with their cameras. Uh, but I had convinced myself that this thing would never, ever sell. But I said, you know what? I'll, let me try and sell the regular camera. I just sold within an hour. I was like, okay, Jimmy. I'm going to put this other one up there and I'll just put up at the top and in the description and at the disclaimer and like everywhere, internal microphone does not work. You must use an external microphone. And I took like 50 bucks cheaper than the other one. And it sold within a couple hours too. Because clearly there was someone out there who... That's very surprising you know, and good to, good to hear. Like broken or what you would call partially broken stuff will sell. And so as uh, as you're going through your junk heap in the garage, like like literally there anything will sell. I found a Casio watch that was like eight years old. Uh, I probably paid $35 for it. I sold it for 10 bucks. Someone bought this old Casio watch. You feel like it was worth your time? No, but it. I'm just amazed it worked. It That's worked. So cool. It worked as a test, and so like if I can sell like a Casio watch for like somebody 10 bucks, wants to buy everything. That's right. That's right. Like if you look around the space that you're in right now, you could take that pen cup that you have, dump out the pen cup, take a picture of it, and say I'm selling these for five dollars. Someone will buy those pens for five dollars. You know, like hmm. like so. <laughs> You know, if that's an, if that makes you, and it did for me, if that makes you feel better, more better than just, you know, throwing stuff away or taking it to the dump or taking it to a, you know, Salvation Army or something. Um, yes. And now we'll get emails saying, well, you shouldn't take it to Salvation Army because they support, you know, whatever. Fine. I, I just, I, I've, I've gotten into the habit, just so it's clear here. I'm not saying don't save the environment. I'm saying that I, and I, I, I'm, I will preemptively apologize if this is against somebody's. <laughs> D- deeply held opinions, but um, that's one of the biggest excuses people have for never touching it. Is they don't know where it goes, right? And where it goes needs to be away. If away allows you to go and recycle and drop things off at the goodwill and do all that sorting, fine. The problem is for most people that is one of the major things that keeps them from doing it. Because now you're hung up on, oh gosh, how much is this thing worth? Should I save this for my kids? And you're back again. We're back to that book. It's all too much. Where now you're on this, you're on this same cycle that you're going to be running on forever until you realize there is out. Out is out of your house, however you get it out. 
And for me, that's why I'm not, par- I don't want to over parse this. I feel a certain amount of needing to be slightly politically correct by constantly reminding people you can recycle as it is. I recycle more than fits in our can every week. But what I'm trying to say is like, just make sure you're getting it out, whatever out is, and maybe lower your standards at first if you need to, just to make a big enough area to let things be out. I like that. eBay is an option. Mm-hmm. Um, we have many exciting things to talk about. Could you tell me about a, uh, another thing that you like? I would like to tell you about Slack. Slack. Slack is great. Messaging app for teens. N- messaging app for teens. Ms. Slack. It's, this is a collaboration hub, Merlin. It lets you organize your team's work in easily searchable channels. The channels are there to provide you a, a place to go to talk about a kind of topic. You might have a general one. You might have one that's specific for uh, your developers on the team or your designers on the team. Or uh, you might you might be like part of like a fan group that wants to talk about the um, Marvel superheroes. And so you get a Spider-Man channel, you get an Iron Man channel, you get an Avengers channel. That's the way that this thing works. It's it, it makes it really easy for you to encapsulate these different conversations that involve different people and not pollute one another's channels with stuff that's not that relevant. And a lot of the time, and again, I use Slack for for fireside customers all the time, a conversation will start up in the general channel. And then people will say, oh, you know what? We're really talking about technique now. Well, there's a technique channel. We'll go talk about like mic technique over in the mic technique channel. But what's wonderful about the way Slack works is that it archives everything. So I can go back and review conversations that happened a day ago, a week ago, a year ago, and they're all still there. And it's it's absolutely wonderful because all of this stuff is preserved and it's super, super searchable, which means every conversation I've ever had, whether it was talking to, you know, chat about something in development or Ryan about something with the server or with customers about ideas that they have to make things mm-hmm. better. Like all but you, don't, of, you don't have to call Chad. Don't call you Chad. You don't have to call Chad. And everything mm-hmm. is right there, searchable, findable. You can pin things, you can star things, and it is just a, a super, super, super convenient. We've even got a channel where any kind of GitHub commit will show up there because there's all these wonderful integrations that are built into Slack. So it, whatever software you're using, whether that's imagine something like using Salesforce where somebody uh, updates uh, a sales call or something, it can show up right there in, in Slack. I mean, like everything is thought of support stuff with Zendesk. They've got Google Drive integration. I mean, there's a thousand apps that you can integrate with and probably more than that that are just awesome. And, and it, you can do it with Slack. Everything is right there. Real-time messaging. You're talking on your computer. It's time to go. Close your computer. Guess what? You're going to see those messages now right on your phone, right on your iPad. It makes it super easy to keep up to date with everything. They've got video and voice calls. They've got group file sharing. Uh, I mean, like, it's all there. It's so good. I mean, one thing, uh, one feature that I like a lot in Slack, they didn't tell us to say this, is the granularity of notifications. Mm. So, like, for a given Slack group, and then down to, like, very specific channels, you have a lot of options for when you want to be notified of stuff. So, I mean, you know, if it's a really high volume or there's a lot of at here and at everybody, you can even turn that off. You could say just when my name is mentioned, whatever it is. I love that you can go in and have really granular notifications. Maybe you don't need to know everything about what is happening in the Doctor Who gender swap channel today. But, like, you do want to know what's happening in the business channel. Like, there's ways to go in and make sure you're not interrupted for things you don't want to be interrupted from. Clever stuff. Very clever stuff. And uh, all all you need to do... To get started with this is to go to slack.com, S-L-A-C-K, slack.com, 
uh, and sign up. Try it out. There's different levels, so you can. There's a free version you can use if you're if you're serious about using it with your business. You can sign up and uh, and use the the professional version of it, uh, which is great. Comes with tons of features. Um, it's just it's just the place to go for communication these days. I use it for everything, and uh, I consider and it a, a collaborative hub. Collaborative hub. Why not? Collaborative hub. So go check it out. Slack.com. Thanks very much to Slack for supporting Back to Work with Merlin Mann. Thank you, Slack. Puck, puck. 57.3 uh, thousand total messages. Yeah. That's a lot of messages. Yeah. Have you um, heard the good news about Fantastic Four? No. Well, uh, in a move that made me very frustrated... Um, at a certain point, Marvel basically poop canned a bunch of their classic comics because they didn't own the movie rights to it anymore. Right. So like certain kinds of X-Men and mutant related things kind of went away or changed or, Oh no, we have the Inhumans. And that, that was why they did that because they didn't own the rights to it. That's, I I had heard that was a rumor and I've heard it said that that's pretty definitely a true rumor. Interesting. I didn't know that. But the most galling one, the most... The most galling one of all for me was Fantastic Four, which is one of my favorite comics of all time. I love lots of different areas of Fantastic Four. And it was the comic that made Marvel Marvel. Like this is this is before Avengers. This is before Spider-Man. Um, this is before any of that. Like Fantastic Four was the first like Stan Lee comic that like put Marvel on the map. And I thought it was a disgrace that they discontinued it for Seriously. dumb reasons. Um, I just mentioned this in passing because it has recently been announced that not only is Fantastic Four coming back – but have you heard the team that's doing it? No. Dan Dan Slott oh. and Sarah Pacelli. Really? From Ultimate Comics Spider-Man? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're going to be doing Fantastic wow. Four, and I'm so excited. It also gives me an excuse to link to Sarah Pacelli's very not-safe-for-work Tumblr, mm. where she has been posting some images from Fantastic Four, and you can just see. I put it in notes. You can go check it out. It is, it is not safe for work. She draws naked ladies a lot. But um, she's a wonderful, wonderful artist. But man, boy, you see the four of them walking toward the camera. Oh, boy. That's a good look. Very excited about the Fantastic Four. And Sarah Pacelli. Oh, yeah. Oh, look at to that. Sarah look at that photo. Thanks to Sarah Pacelli for making this look show possible. Look at that possible. Johnny Storm. Oh, man. Oh, how cool look is at that? that? Look at that. Oh, man. Look, he's a nice big, nice big Ben Grimm. Oh, she did a nice phoenix there. That's a cool phoenix. And now, if I does, could draw, and, I think I would just sit around drawing. I don't think I, I would just do this all day. Yeah. And I mean, like I say, I, I just for like the fifth or sixth time, this is not. I mean, she's got a lot of boobs in here, like like a lot of boobies. But it's wonderful to see her pencil drawings, like to see her stuff in progress. Just her doodles, her like little studies of what's what the basic circles and lines of what it looks like when Spider Man's talking. Like, there's just it's a beautiful, beautiful tumbler. And I'm excited. I like the Fantastic Four. Like, I, I think they're great. I think it's, it's really neat. So I just want to mention that. It makes me happy. And there are a lot of boobs on this, but there's are some really cool drawings. They're very similar boobs. She likes making a certain kind of boob. Um, but they're all there. It's not safe for work, except for the seventh time. Avengers FCBD issue cover is pretty cool. Free comic book, book day. day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's all in notes. Love it. We've probably got time for just a little more. We've got some stuff. Maybe got a couple. I want to hear. Follows. I want to hear about your movie. Oh, can you? Yeah. See, I didn't mean to make that into a thing. I want to. I want to hear about this. Okay, we'll talk about that. Um, oh, jeez, I don't know. I, I feel like it's it's going to get back to us, Anderson. He's going to be mad at me. 
um, I feel like it was Does when he still, we went, he still listened to the show, do you think? He's, he's a fan. He's okay. a fan. Okay. No, we were uh, seeing some, I think we were seeing probably Black Panther at Alamo Draft House is when we first saw the trailer for the new Wes Anderson movie, Isle of Dogs. Yeah. And I was like freaking out, like over the moon. It's like everything you love about fantastic Mr. Fox and everything that drives some people crazy about every Wes Anderson movie – like in Japan with dogs, it's so over the top. It's so Wes Anderson. Everything's got a subtitle. Everything's got like a logo. It's incredibly, it's like Steve Zissou level crazy Wes Anderson. You could tell from this really, really good trailer. We'll find the trailer for notes. You've probably seen it. But um, I could not have been more excited by the trailer. And my kid, every time she sees it, she gets real uncomfortable and we're both huge fans of Fantastic Mr. Fox. And I thought, oh, this will be like Fantastic Mr. Fox, right? I mean, it'll be – so the basic story is it takes place in Japan 20 years in the future where this mean mayor has like exiled all the dogs to live on this garbage island where they have to like have this hard scrabbled existence and the dogs talk. And it has Jeff Goldblum who's amazing. It's got ScarJo. It's got a bunch of really good people. But I don't know. I, I kept saying, oh, honey, I think you, you might be overreacting. Like it doesn't look that scary. But she's got her own barometer for that stuff, and I, I should I should trust and honor that. So long story short, I had the afternoon off um, yesterday – or Sunday, rather. And I went and saw I Love Dogs by myself, which I love seeing movies by myself. Um, and wow! <laughs> she had no idea how much she made the right call about how this movie is not for kids. Really? Oh, my. Well, it's like, like I said today, every parent and every kid is different. So, like, there's all kinds of, like, general, like, Star Wars-style violence and tension Mm -hmm. that, like, doesn't bother anybody in our family. It's fine. A stormtrooper got shot and bloodlessly fell to the ground. But there's a lot of stuff in this movie that was – walked right up to the edge for me. Like, very – I would – not very – stuff that was pretty disturbing in any kind of movie. But it, it is weird how some PG-13 movies I don't give a second thought to. But this one, I, I totally would have brought my 10-year-old to this, except she didn't want to go. And boy, am I glad she didn't. I mean, I don't want to spoil it for you. You can, I'll put a link to the um, Common Sense Media review of yeah. it. But even they say, oh, this should be fine for 11 and up. And I'm like, I'm not so sure this is right even for 11 and up. Can Without spoiling it, can you, can you tell me anything about it? Yes. I mean, it's all in the trailer that – Dogs are going to be treated badly in this movie. But there is a lot. There's an on-screen kidney transplant between two humans. There is a lot of dogs fighting and bleeding and having injuries. There's a lot of unresolved peril. There's a really quite disturbing scene where, very nicely done, where you see an overhead shot of someone making sushi out of live animals. That sounds gross. It was real gross, and it's – I'm trying to think of anything even coming close to that. And again, Wes Anderson should make the movie that he wants. It's just that for our household, Fantastic Mr. Fox is one of the great movies to me yeah. and in our household. And I guess I just – in my head, in my head canon, I thought, oh, this will be totally okay for a kid. I ran it about this morning on, on Twitter. I'm not complaining, but I am saying like a lot of kids and grownups – are sensitive about almost nothing except stuff involving animals in pain. And if you are squicky about animals in peril and pain, I would consider skipping this one. It's a good movie. And like I said, the whole reason I started talking about this morning is because I could not have been more excited to walk into a movie than I was for that movie. I, 
if you'd asked me in the theater, there were a couple times where I was like, I could spend my time better doing something else, C minus. Mm-hmm. But in the couple of days since, I have been thinking about it a lot. It's got a lot of moments that I think about a lot. And it's if you like Wes Anderson, you can stomach really severe uh, kids and dogs in peril. Like the, the hero of the story has a piece of metal embedded in his head from a plane crash through the entire movie. And it's a joke. It's like a bit. But yeah, there's lots of dog skeleton. It's very upsetting. Um there's a lot of things. And so I'm not trying to talk people out of seeing the movie, but like, I guess don't assume from the trailer that I sound like it's like, such it's a, like a feel, it's like a man. feel good tween it's, movie. It, I would not treat it as, I mean, it's, it's, it's got rough going and it's at points alternately, like incredibly gravely sad and violent combined with ridiculously over the top, implausibly Wes Anderson, silly in other parts. So if you're an Anderson fan and you don't mind that, I would say definitely go, but um, I'm glad that I'm still thinking about it a lot. And it kind of makes you actually want to see it again, given how much I've been thinking about it. But uh, yeah, that's all. I didn't mean to make it into a thing, but like it was pretty upsetting in parts, I thought. Yeah, that's interesting because, I, you know, when you think of a filmmaker, Wes Anderson, you think of the movies that he's done, you automatically kind of think, well, you know, I've seen Fantastic Mr. Fox. This is a movie that visually looks very similar to Fantastic Mr. Fox by the same director. Mm-hmm. it's probably going to be you never in a million years would guess that it's anybody else. The way things are framed really all these, you know, no. And everybody like looking at the camera, the big eyes, yeah. the like centering of shots. Right. Like it's, it is a Wes Anderson movie, like stem to stern. Yeah. I mean, you would just go into it. I, I would think thinking, you know, cause I had to thought about taking yeah, both my kids dog movie. to it. Right. Well, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I, like I say, everybody's different. I just, uh, yeah, I just, uh, just I don't know why I felt moved to say that. I'm not trying to like censor or shush, but like you know, there I think there actually is a website called is it called Does the Dog Die? Does the Dog Die? There's a website called Does the Dog Die. I will put it in show notes. And so basically, this is a website where you can just go in. If there's anything in terms of violence that triggers you, you can go and find it here. Does the dog die? Does the cat die? Does the horse die? Are any teeth damaged? <laughs> Are needles and syringes used? Are there clowns? Are there ghosts? Are there jump scares, strobe effects, car crash, dragon dying, kid dying, parent dying, plane crash, LGBT person dying? I think this is a good site. I think it's good to know. I don't think there's anything weak about realizing that there are things that have unusually high emotional valences for you and then to like seek out or avoid things based on that. I think that's totally sensible. Me too. I've put into show notes, I of all the sites out there that help fretful parents worry about media my favorite is common sense media i think they're smart and you can look at common sense media and i think it's pretty sane and grown up and you can get your own i mean to me the basic test is this like is this a movie i really think my kid might like that i should probably see first Mm -hmm. is the big question right um i mean i've learned from hard one experience that there's usually if i have concerns about it it's usually a good idea that i check it out um so yeah i did that and then also they have a really good thing here Marvel Age by Age Guide, I put in show notes. Find out which Marvel movies, TVs, shows, apps, and games are appropriate for every age. Kind of cool. And again, they're like, well, what's the one we used to look at, Dan? What's the silly one? The one um, of, do parents approve with, that one? Yeah, the one with the Big Lebowski review. What is that called? I don't even remember. Kids in Mind. Yeah. Oh, my God. Kids in Mind is hilarious. Because they choose to approach everything that happens in a movie like almost pornographically, like the way they describe Okay, so here's the Isle of Dogs. 
They give it a, wow, huh, interesting. They give it, maybe I'm being sensitive. They give a one out of 10 for sex and nudity, a five out of 10 for violence and gore, and a two out of 10 for profanity. Um, oh, many people and dogs fight on a stage. We see a boy collapse with injuries. Uh, a young boy flies a plane <laughs> over a trash island, crashes to the ground. Oh, God. I don't know. Maybe I'm sensitive. But anyway, yes, I'll put kids in mind in also. Yeah, you know, you guys might be fine if if your if your if your little girl is yeah, sensitive. I probably to, uh, wouldn't take her to it after. She's pretty young. Yeah, she's she's for this. She is much more typical when it comes to things that that how she responds to things that are disturbing or scary. Mm-hmm. Whereas my son is a little bit m- more yeah. mature than his age. You took him to Logan. Kind of, yeah, he was fine. Yeah. Um, I think I want to show him. I I really really wanted to show him. The Royal Tenenbaums, speaking of Wes Anderson oh, movies. Oh, you can't. But there's, there's several the scenes. Hay. Yeah, well. That's the, all of the movies have, like, even. Why do they uh, do? And this is the kind of thing, like, like you remember, you're, well, you're an famous. Well, on-screen suicide is not great for a No, kid, it's not. And, like, and like your, your Ghostbusters comment with the, uh, the one yeah, ghost. Yeah. like With the ghost speech. They always have to. Th- what about Rushmore? No. What's, what, what's in Rushmore that I can't show? You get hand jobs from the kid's mom. Oh, that's damn it! Yep, it's always something. There's, there's a lot of stuff. There, I mean, Rushmore has is close enough that like you could probably edit that to where it would be okay. Mm. But there's w- was that site that edits stuff. <laughs> that's just that's just the they've had curse problems. words. Yeah, yeah, they've had some problems. But no, I agree with you. I really want. I thought, um, oh, what's the one with the two kids, the kid in the coonskin cap, Moonrise Kingdom? Moonrise Kingdom. But Moonrise Kingdom has a lot of like you know burgeoning, with the piercing of the ears, puberty and, things, and fish and, hooks. Like, there's a lot of puberty stuff. Uh, little, yeah, it's I mean, got kids singing. It's I actually no remember arc. being a kid and watching movies that were edited for TV, and mm-hmm. I remember the when I first saw The Shining. It was an oh, edited gosh. for TV version of The Shining, and so like all of the cursing uh, was um, overdubbed in a, with with someone who really sucked. And so like there's that <laughs> one scene where uh, where Jack is talking to the bartender, uh, and he's saying, "I would never hurt Danny. I love Danny." And he says, "I love the son of a buck." And it was like. <laughs> A completely different person had overdubbed the word but. Find a stranger in the Alps. Right, yes. I mean, but in a way, like, I really want a version of these movies so I could show my kids and not have to worry about it. Like, can you get those versions anymore? They're just gone. I don't know. It it is funny. You can tell sometimes... that there wasn't a lot of time and budget for these sorts of things. Yeah, but I want that back. I want like to, when, have to make my Coppola, own version of the movie. When Coppola did the the Godfather for TV, I think he personally supervised the editing. Oh, really? And things like the ADR for for doing the dubbing, so that it's it's really well done. But you know, the famous example, obviously, our favorite movie, Big yes. Lebowski. Yes, the version you see on TBS was hilarious to the point where you imagine that they were having fun at our expense. Oh yeah, oh yeah. That's what happens. That's what happens when you find a, a stranger, stranger in the Alps. Yeah. And I would, is that available? If, if one of our listeners knows if I can get that or how to get that, that would be, please tell me because that would be hilarious. I would love that. And if it, I know, I know that one of our listeners right now has that, I knows where to get it. And uh, I want them to share it. Please share it. 
We're running long. I don't think we have time for listener stuff, but we do have uh, one more thing that you like, correct? Yeah, we do. Let me say thank you very Maybe afterwards, how about this? We've got to keep the kids interested. How about after that, we'll talk about my uh, mic? Oh, yeah. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Let's say- hey, tell me about one more thing that you like. Let's say thanks to Squarespace. Squarespace! You can turn your cool idea into a new website. You can showcase your work, blog or publish content. You can sell products and services of all kinds. Maybe when you're cleaning your garage, you, you want to sell your stuff on your own Squarespace site. Sell your stuff on your own Squarespace Dan site. Dan sells his garage stuff dot org. It's coming yeah. to Squarespace. Dan's Garage limo. Prom- promote your phys- and you, you can register a domain there. They have two hundred domain name extensions, so that you go there and you, you want a website, you can get it. You can also get a domain now. You can <sighs> get your own domain. And when you're your building your site, they're beautiful templates created by world class designers. They've got the e commerce functionality built in. You can host your. Uh, podcast there. You could host your album if you're a musician there. You can put your pictures up. You can create a special site just just for your blog or for your business or for a special upcoming event like a wedding or a birthday or a quinceanera party or whatever you want to do. 24-7 award-winning customer support. You never have to patch or upgrade anything ever. Mm-hmm. Secure mm-hmm. hosting, uh, built-in SEO, analytics that show you what you're doing and how to grow your website. Everything optimized for mobile out of the box. I mean, this is the bomb. This is the way to do it. Go to squarespace.com slash back to work and you'll get a free trial. But when you're ready to launch your awesome new thing, you can use the offer code back to work. That's spelled out one word back to work and you'll save 10% off your first purchase of a website. Guess what? You can also use that promo code back to work to get 10% off a new domain. Mm. So they've they've really thought of it all. If they don't if they don't have it, you don't need it. You know what? You know what I'm saying? I, they have I so totally much agree. stuff. They have everything you could need. If they don't have it, you don't need it. You don't Squarespace. Need it. You don't need it. Squarespace.com slash back to work and don't forget that promo code back to work. Ten percent off your first purchase. Go check them out. And we appreciate their very excellent long term support of this program. Thanks, Squarespace. Thanks, Squarespace. Microphone Micromophone. I had a thought this morning. I mean you know, I got the train I'm dealing with. I got my typing that I'm dealing with. I've got my my poor mic technique that I'm dealing with. False. And um, I just thought for fun, I would try a couple things. So uh, I swapped out the uh, Sure Beta 87A for the SM7B. Mm, good. See, Same. I am. Par- I thought you sounded good, and that's because I'm partial to the SM7B. I love the SM7B. It doesn't sound as crispy as I like. I've lost the high end in my own hearing, but maybe for other people, it sounds better. I don't know. And then I did a couple things to try and dampen the typing part. I can't change the train. We'll see if it ends up being not as bad. But I mean, I, I ride the gate pretty hard usually on Roderick on the line to try and keep it out. Um, but you know, there's only so much I can do, and I, frankly, I don't care. But I tried dampening a little bit. I put um, I'm typing on a dish towel. You know, with my keyboard on a dish towel, thought that might help. So hopefully the keyboard sounds won't be as loud either. But that's that's what I'm going for. Going for uh, going for you know uh, you know d- 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 directional things. Well, I want now you know if you look at the bottom of the uh, Sure SM7B, there's those two little yes uh, little little uh, things. How do you have those set? Let me look. I'm gonna have to you going to self. Oh God, so many notifications. Um, let me go into selfie mode, and I will look. Okay. Yeah, selfie I'll mode. I'll send this to you. Yeah. Oh, because one of them roll. is a um, a bass roll-off, isn't it? And one is a high-end roll-off, something like that? 
Yeah, yeah. I, 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 it's one of those things where, like, setting up the USB Pre 2, which has dip switches out the butt. Yeah. Like, I, I got it set up once using the things I thought I would want, and then I just haven't touched it. So here's what I've got for Stop. No, no, no. Stop. And I'm clicking there. So. Okay. That is what I've got. Is it, is it too fuzzy? Well, I'm, wa- I'm waiting for it to come through. Waiting for it there to come it is. through. <laughs> <laughs> that needs to be our cover the art. Show art. <laughs> oh, my God. That's genius. Um, okay. So that that looks. See, hold on. Now I get it. Hold on. Grace. I gotta go look at this. One. I'll try and get a better one. I've got it set. Uh, I've got, I've got it so that that the first one is the other setting down. <laughs> what you've got your first one up, and I'm okay. S- so as I look at this, yeah. You got the two arrows pointing up. Yeah. Two arrows pointing down. Right arrow up is blue right now. Left yeah, arrow. Yeah, so if you're looking at it with the sure lined up, like if you t- 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 tilted your head sideways, yeah, I have the first one in the down position, the second one in the up, same as you. Okay. But Should I, I change anything else? Nah. Oh, let's leave it like this Leave it like this. That's I like it. Sure. I think you know it's sounding like good. This one, use it. Uh, thanks. You have better hearing than I do probably. I like it. I don't know. I like it. There's a lot of sick children and old ladies in this uh, text channel we've got. (laughs) We've got a really got our choice of show art this week, but I think that's pretty good. (laughs) I'm going to use that one. It's too good. It's too good not Uh, not to use it. We we don't have time because we've run pretty long, but we do have good follow-up. I'll just say uh, we should address it, but thanks to listener Matt for a great link. I've put this in show notes. Great link to the Air Force's uh, social media policy. Oh, yeah. I'll read one quick quote from that. Okay. This is from the Air Force guidance on all kinds of behavior, but including social media. You are personally responsible for what you say and post on social networking services and other medium, like the media. Regardless of the method of communication used, Air Force standards must be observed at all times, both on and off duty. They really lay it out for you there. Mm-hmm. So thank you to listener Airman Matt for that. Um, listener Ben uh, had some notes about non-compete agreements. Mm-hmm. I have not vetted this, but according to listener Ben... Uh, non-compete agreements are not enforceable in California. Boom. They, there have been studies that argue this stance and the free flow of employees between companies that it creates was a major force behind why the Silicon Valley tech boom happened there uh, rather than any place else in the U.S. Link to a Vox article. It's in show notes. Second, Apple, Google. I remember this. Second, Apple, Google, and several other tech companies recently settled a class action lawsuit centered around the question of whether these companies colluded, no collusion, no collusion, to avoid um, making offers to each other's employees. Supposedly, Steve was part of the engineering, supposedly, mm. of a handshake deal with other companies that they wouldn't poach each other's employees. Do you remember hearing that? I do remember that, especially between like Google and, and Facebook and Apple. And there's a link there to an Ars Technica article about it. But uh, yeah, let's return to that at some point. We've got some good feedback from people about the social media stuff. Some people saying that our listener two episodes ago who was concerned about her employees using social media kind of on behalf of the company and then blocking her. A couple of people said that pretty definitely means that person is trying to poach clients. Yeah, that, that, that seemed to be the consensus. I'm just passing on the information. I don't know if I agree with that, but that's what a number of people say they think happened. Yeah. What do you think? I, I think so. I think there's something, there's fishy. something fishy. Yeah, there's something going on. There's something to that. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, something going on. Because I never... I, I I don't know. I don't want to get into it again. It's fishy. No, 
Fishy. Fishy. Fishy, enough said. Yeah. Put your fish in a Faraday cage with your hatchet and your family <laughs> photos, your beloved pet, and maybe a flash drive. <laughs> yeah. And don't forget to tell us what you think about the T-shirts. 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 You go to at BT. You go to at B2W show on the Twitter and tell us if uh, you like uh, any of our ideas and what you like. Yeah. Because we want to make what people would enjoy. Yeah. We helped a lot of people today, Dan. I think so. Okay, I'm about to pass out. I got to eat. All right, um, go eat. Let's, let's button this up. All I right. love you. Love you too, Merlin, man.